you mentioned your, your daughter really loving kind of hearing the stories from, from your youth. You know, my kids are very much the same way. They'll, they'll beg for the same story over and over. Yeah, let's, let's, let's jump in. I'd, I'd love to hear the one you had in mind. Well, it's funny because usually she wants me to tell stories about her, which, you know, don't we all love to hear stories about ourselves? But um, they love hearing the the story of how we met and how we got engaged. Those were the two. And my son and his wife gave us a legacy box gift for Christmas. And so uh, we've had this video of not only our wedding, but also our engagement from an old VHS, you know, that you used to have to oh, wow. on your shoulder. Yeah. And it's just been sitting in a drawer because none of us have any VCRs anymore. And I, we haven't watched it, you know, and the kids don't even remember it. We watched it when they were little, but so that's getting produced for us right now that they're going to send back to us. So it's all of it kind of coming together, right. For the time for this. But um, when I was, Wait, so, so that's really cool that you guys have, it kind of makes sense that you have, you know, video from your wedding day to have your, uh, engage, you know, the moment of right. your engagement. That's, that's like 2022 TikTok level it stuff really that is. you guys were doing 30 years ago. And if, if you don't mind, I'm going to start with that story because it's so great. But, um, and then I'll go back to how we met, but, um, when we got engaged, I was living in a, a an apartment with a girlfriend and we were on the third floor. I believe it was kind of one of those with decks and all that kind of stuff in Ohio. Mm -hmm. And he was living at Ohio state. So he was down two hours away from me and we dated the entire time up until like two months before our wedding, we were two and a half hours away from one another. So it was back in the time of no cell phones. So we were calling each other, writing each other letters. I remember he wrote me one letter about, he was taking chemistry class and it was talking about covalent bonds and how we were covalent bonds, which just cracked me up. I was like, <laughs> wow, he's really leaning into this. Oh, but, that's um, wonderful. <laughs> and um, so he was down at school and I was a teacher at that time. I had graduated and he took a circuitous route to uh, graduation is the nice way to put it. We call it his college tour because he went to three different schools and then took a little time off to go to a ski resort and work too. So he uh, finished in seven years, which our favorite quote from Tommy Boy is when um, somebody said, yeah, that's usually, you know, you're a doctor when you, when you take seven years, but he's not yeah. a doctor. Anyways, um, so he was living down at Ohio State. And he had these friends that he said, I'm, I'm going to ask Eileen to marry me. And they got really excited. These were guys that he hung out with that had uh, worked at summer camp with me years earlier. So I knew them mm -hmm. too. And they were all coming home for the weekend and said, we'll, we'll do whatever you want us to do. So he's like, I want to sing this song. I will be here by Stephen Curtis Chapman to her. And I want to have flowers and get down on my knee and all that kind of stuff. But I want to serenade her outside of her balcony, right? So it was like, oh, this is really sweet. Um, so Chris and Paul and Tom and Brian all came with him dressed in suits. Um, but my girlfriend, Kathy, who ended up being my maid of honor, knew what was going on. He had coordinated with her ahead of time and she was home from college and was there with me that evening. And it was wintertime, so everything's locked up. And so she's, he said, make sure you open her screen door on her deck so that you guys can hear us. So we're sitting in my apartment, and she's like, are you hot? And I'm like, no, 
I mean, it was like 20 <laughs> degrees out. And she's like, well, I'm just going to open the, you know. So she goes in the back and opens up the door. And then we keep watching whatever we were watching. I'm like, I'm going to get my pajamas on. She's like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, because she was staying <laughs> over. So I was like, I'm going to put my pajamas on, wash my face, put my hair up in a messy, you know, like ponytail on top of my head. And um, she's like still dressed and it just was like what is happening it, i didn't dawn on me anything but so craig in the meantime the craig and the guys are headed over to my house and pulled their ladder out of the car go over to the the um balcony and it's a 10 foot ladder and my balcony is about 30 feet high yeah so they start and, and chris starts the video and it, all you see is pitch black because I, I i lived against this um tree line that was just kind of foresty and so you just see the black and them laughing and craig going oh man i did not i did not add this up right so anyways he's like let's just start singing and i'll sing loud and hopefully she'll hear it so he starts singing I will be here by himself. And the guys are singing like back up for him. And Chris is videotaping this. You can see nothing. It's just a black screen. And then all of a sudden you hear a sliding door open. And this little boy from next door goes, be quiet. Like he's just yelling. And then you hear this dog barking in the background. I mean, it was so, but I'm not hearing anything and neither is Kathy. So they finally give up and he's like, screw it grabs the the ladder you can hear the metal and then eventually you see them coming back out into the light because they come into the parking lot he comes around to the door and starts singing outside my door and then that's when I hear something but my door is of course closed and I open the door and there's Craig down on his knees singing and then those, those guys with Chris videotaping this and me in my pajamas with my hair up on top of my head and I'm like I'm in my pajamas, Craig. And that's all you hear on the video is me concerned that I'm in my pajamas. And uh, it was the sweetest thing, right? So then I realized what was happening. And then that's all caught on video. So then on the video, you can hear him go, so what's your answer? And I'm like, oh, yes, yes, of course. But I was more concerned that I was in my pajamas on video. So the going back to in 1987, 1988, I was working out at our church camp called Camp Carl in Ohio. And I worked with this guy named Dan Burmeister, um, who was Craig's brother. And Dan was about three years younger than me um, and just obnoxious, but super funny. And he would like just do stuff all the time to pick on me and just and I would just give it right back to him. And he would say to me, you and my brother would really get along. But at the same time that he was saying this, he was, you know, we would have these prayer times because it was a church camp and he'd be like, can everybody pray for my brother? Because he's just kind of wandering in life and he's working out at a ski resort and he dropped out of school. So when he would say to me, you and my brother would really get along. I'm like, yeah, when he gets out of jail, have him give me a call, Dan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I was just like, <laughs> I am so not interested in this guy that I'm. you're asking me to pray for. But then also you're saying you should get together. So um so two years after I had worked out at camp, Dan sent me a note or no, he wouldn't have texted me because it wasn't, I think I ran into him and he said, Hey, I know you're going to the university of Akron for summer school this year. My brother's going to be there too. If you, if you could look him up. And I again was like, no, thanks. Um, but you're on this campus of 26,000 students and I'm walking down the campus uh, sidewalk and I pass this guy that looks just like Dan Burmeister. And I'm like, that's got to be his brother because they really look identical. And I stopped and I turned around to say something. And then I was like, mm, no. And I just walked on. 
And when we recollect, if we would have met at that time, we would have hated each other because he was still kind of in this. Yeah, it just, we were not, it was one of those sliding door moments where if we would have connected at that point, it would have been like, "Mm, nope, this isn't going to happen. But then a year later, um, I was at church and I, um, after a service, I went into like the, the college group because I was out of college, but I was, I went back to college, the group, because I had only graduated the year before to just see some friends. And I looked across the room and saw my friend Mark talking to this guy in really dressed up suit, real attractive. And I was like, who is that? And they said, oh, that's Dan Burmeister's brother. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I walked across the room, totally knowing that Mark would introduce me. And I was like, hey, Mark. And he's like, hey, Eileen, do you know Craig Burmeister? And I said, I actually know your brother. And I've heard a lot about you. And he's like, oh, yes, I've heard a lot about you too. So obviously Dan had been saying that to him too, right? So in his mind, all he knew of me is a graduation party video, again, the VCRs, um, that me and Kathy, who was my maid of honor, again, if you fast forward, me and Kathy were over for Dan's party talking to the video camera about Dan. But um, so we sat and talked for a while and, and really hit it off. And I said, what are you majoring in at Ohio State? And he said, I'm majoring in wildlife management. And I was like, oh, so does that mean you throw parties and you're in charge of it? And he just kind of stares at me and was like, no, it's <laughs> animals and wildlife. And I was like, okay, this is not going as well as I thought it would be. But then, um, so I met him and I thought, I was impressed by him. You know, I I talked to him about school and I thought he was cute. And so about two months later, I believe, no, maybe it's two weeks later. I don't remember the timeline, but um, this is back in the day where you have all of your addresses in a little address book, right? And so um, my mom called me and said, hey, your dad's um, retirement dinner for work is coming up and you told me to put you down for two. And I was like, well, that was very optimistic of me because I hadn't been dating anybody for like two years. And she's like, so should I keep you down for two? And I was like, sure. So I open up my phone book and start in A's to see if I can find somebody to go to this dinner with. And I get to Dan Burmeister. I'm like, what the heck? So I call him at college and again, rotary phone in a dorm. And he's like, hello. And I said, Hey, um, Dan, don't get weird about this, but can I have your brother's number at Ohio state? And he's like, what? And I said, I told you not to get weird about this. And he's like, what's happening? I know. And he's like, what's happening? And I said, well, um, I met him a few weeks ago and I, I need a date to go to this dinner. And again, don't get weird. Just give me his number. And he's like, okay, here's his number, but give me a few minutes. I want to call him and prep him. And I'm like, what do you need to prep him about? He's like, no, 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 not anything bad. I just want to just kind of give him a heads up that you're calling. And I'm like, okay. So I gave him about 10 minutes and I called down to Craig's number and he said, hello. And I said, is Craig Burmeister there? And he goes, just a minute. Hello. And it was still him. And I was like, okay, all right. He's got a sense of humor. I like this. And so I told him, I said, I know this sounds kind of weird, but um, this is Eileen. I was friends of your brother and we met, you know, at church he was like, yeah. And I said, so I have this uh, thing that I have going on for my dad's work. And I was wondering if you might come up and go with me. And he said, sure. And I was like, that's awesome. So years, like a year after this all happened, he admitted to me that he had Kathy and me kind of mixed up in his head. So he shows up, he drove two and a half hours up North, got dressed in a suit, showed up at my apartment, fully expecting 
Kathy to show up. But when I answered, you know, all dressed up, he was like, hi, but kind of, you know, played it off, but didn't know if he was, <laughs> if he was coming to meet me or Kathy. So clearly the church meeting did not leave the impression on him that it had on me. But anyways, we go out to this dinner and he jokes about this. He's like, man, first of all, if you ask him how we meet, his one sentence, it's his one sentence is Eileen asked me out. That's all he says. There's no background. There's no prologue. And then I have to explain, well, no, 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 no. There's more than that. But he just is like, yeah, Eileen asked me out. And that's, you know, I'm, I'm just worth asking out apparently. Um, so, but then he also says afterwards, yeah. And she invited me to this dinner with her entire family for our first date. So you have all of my three sisters and their husbands and my mom and dad, and we're sitting at this table and it's the most boring, you know, Zane, we work at, for a company and it was one of those like East Ohio gas company. And this oh, is the yeah. annual meeting where we're going to give the minutes from the last meeting. And so we are dying laughing because this is the most boring thing you've ever been to. And he was mortified because my sisters and I are all making snide comments on the side. And he's like, you guys are the worst, but also <laughs> thinking I can hang with this family. Right. So, um, and then at one point I told him, I sorry, I got to go to the bathroom. I have really bad cramps. And he told me later, you know, being one of two boys in the family, he was like, I can't believe this girl just said this to me. Right. <laughs> so yeah. all of the things that I could do wrong, I did wrong on that date, but then we left there and, um, we just, I don't know, we drove around and then went, I remember just going down to the the river by where I grew up in Cuyahoga Falls and just had a great time. And both of us will say, we kind of knew that there was something special that night. And then um, I went out to see Kathy, my friend from uh, California. She was just home when I got engaged. I went out and saw her and um, this is about a month after our first date. And I had... Um, some interviews lined up to for teaching jobs out in California because our plan was I was going to move out to California, live with Kathy, and teach out there for a few years. And um, so I did a few interviews, and then um, Redlands outside of LA um, called and offered me a job about a month after our first date. And so I called Craig down at Ohio State and I said, hey, I just got a job offer from Redlands. And he said, oh, my gosh, that's so exciting. I'm so, so happy for you. And that would be great. And then I hung up the phone after our conversation and I just burst into tears. And I, I couldn't figure out why, because I'm not a crier. But at the same time, I was like, I feel really strongly towards this man, but I also don't feel like I could make any decision about him after one month of dating. And yeah. it was just really, really awkward. So about an hour later, and this is anyone who knows Craig, this is really outside of what he typically is like. Um, he's pretty quiet, very, um, he's a big thinker, a big processor. He doesn't really act very quickly without thinking it all through. And about sure. an hour later, he called back at my apartment. And he said, Hey, I just, again, wanted to say so happy for you. But I also wanted to tell you that I'd be really sad if you left. And it was at that moment where I was like, okay, this is, this is something, right? Because if I stay yeah. here, this is, we're going to be working towards something. And at that time, I think I was 23 and he was 23 because we're only three months apart. And 
it just changed the trajectory because I turned down the job and he, um, we pretty much knew at that point a month in, like, this is, we're going to work towards marriage. So it was really kind of a like fast forward speed dating. But at the same time, we kind of both knew, especially now that he knew that I wasn't Kathy, you know, that clarified for him too. That, <laughs> that he always helps. Right yeah. Person in my, yeah. So the day of the wedding, we have Dan as his um, best man and Kathy as my maid of honor and Dan saying in all the pictures, I told you guys, if you would have just listened to me and I'm like, no, the timing had to be right. The timing had to be right. But it was also one of those sliding door moments where I think I, if I would have taken that job, um, crazy, right? So uh, about a yeah, month absolutely. ago, about a month ago, we drove to LA for a rare book uh, conference out there and on our way back, we stopped in Redlands because I was like, I want to show you where I almost ended up living, right? But it was just one of those moments where we walked around downtown and then like, I wouldn't do it any different. I mean, this is just the way it was supposed to be and I couldn't be happier. And um, it was it was really cool, like a whole full circle kind of thing though. And um, that's crazy. 